Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, friends, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Balance strategically places himself Raoul panics towards an enemy as Zoltana becomes afraid. Whilst under attack from an ever-present threat, the team work together to outsmart a dangerous enemy. But as it dies, Raoul undergoes a rather terrifying transformation as he takes a step closer to understanding death. What other threats will they face along road? How much closer are they to Venno and Elise? And what is all this death and sickness doing to Raoul? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. find ourselves back just just outside the swamp um, just outside the marshes itself we see Zoltana and Jen sitting on top of the cart drinking and reminiscing to one another looking over the scene below them which is Raal and Balance sitting around a campfire you guys have eaten you guys are about to sit around and chat Homer's doing his rounds I believe you guys have questions and comments to one another um, we are roasting marshmallows you don't have marshmallows but you could be roasting I don't know hot dogs Russians or something <laughs> Um, as we're sitting there, balance after, I don't know, like probably a couple of minutes of silence, just goes, Roll, you never really talk about where you're from, and I'm beginning to think that it might be a little bit relevant to everything going on. What is Dimerius like? What what was it like living there? Uh, Roll kind of looks at you and looks down and uh, doesn't look very excited to talk, but very willing. Um, I I only lived in the one place. I I never got to see the city or anything. You have like a capital there, right? What's it called? So I was raised in uh, Amor Runa, 
we are all hatched away from the parents and all, you know. Uh, the, uh, the capital is more central, kind of north-western, uh, I believe. It's called, uh, it's called Baraka. B-A-R-A-K-A. Is there, uh, like, a centralized government? Is it, like, a kingdom? Uh, Amos, Amos' father was... He kind of realizes that that's not something he should, like... He, you can tell he's used to keeping that secret. Like, this might be why he respects your privacy as you being, quote-unquote, balanced. Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell that, like, he kind of looks up and then realizes how it doesn't really matter. Because Amos dead. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, uh, Thorin was, uh, Amos' father was uh, the uh, prime, the leader of our kind in the capital, yes. Is he the sole leader? Is there like a council system set up underneath him? It's, he's the one leader. It's a chosen, most respectable leader type situation. It's chosen by the people. Uh, Raul just kind of shrugs. He seems to want to think so, but he can't. It, it, he just shrugs. Hmm. What's it like there? After seeing society as it is here? Um, I don't know. What, what do you want to know? I only saw the Moruna. I've only seen the school and the hospital. Are all of the children all trained to be fighters as you were? Or was it like a voluntary thing? No. I wanted to be a guard in the city. <laughs> With Amos' father, maybe if her and I hit it off, I might have been a royal guard, you know? Learned to be the best of the best, but, you know, things are as they are. They, uh, they aren't, they're all trained for different things in the society. Soldiers, teachers, merchants, whatever you show the most interest and promise in. When you turn 10 and get your breath weapon, they uh, teach you more about it. But you never really got that chance. He shakes his head. Was there ever mention of... Because that one, the ghost we had spoken with, mentioned your purpose, and it seemed like there was something he was inclined to think you knew. What would we have been talking about? Raw kind of scratches his head. Um, I... Ema talked about it every now and then. But most of what I understood was that the book I have is something related to that. She, she, she knew what it was, but we never... Her and I having met once I got sick, I uh, didn't like to talk about a lot of could-have-would-haves our purpose being one of them, because I was no longer involved with that. I don't know. Hmm. 
Do you think you'd be able to get a message to her? And see if that may be something that she could answer? To Emma? Mm-hmm. We're all kind of gets a little excited and like pulls his paper out, his uh, little like two word letter that he got from Ama out of his bag. He's like, yes, I I got uh Spectre helped me with this. I can get short, apparently, responses. You had gotten a response from her? He hands you the paper that says help Bogram. There's a little heart on there as well. Balance takes the letter and looks at it. Looks at Rawl, gets a smile. Give me a moment. And Balance is going to start chewing through his remaining side points. Okay. <laughs> uh, he wants to try to see the past of this note, since it was handled by Ama, assumably. Assumption, yes. Or it was in the vicinity of her. So I'm going to try to see into the history of the note. Okay. Um, all right. So I need to. God, it's been a while since I actually did this. Yeah, you haven't uh, used this ability in a while. Where is it? Extended vision. That's the one. Third of my side points. Okay. DC of eighteen. All right. Let's give it a try. Fifteen. Shit. All right. Well, I still have enough for one more, so I'm going to try it. Come on. Come on. Fuck. 14. All right. As you grab this note, I'm going to I'm gonna say I'll give this to you on your 15, so you don't have to use the other 12 on this particular purpose. Um, as you grab the note and try and look back into the past of this note, you see, I'm going to say technically from the point of view of the note, but that's dumb. Um, it makes no, yeah. You kind of see from the point of view of the note, you see the spectre standing. You see him looking forward. You hear him talking. You hear him rattling off the last of Raoul's note, including the really silly PS at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which is, you, oh, fuck. you! That's the first you've heard of that, by the way, because Raoul hasn't told you about that yet. Nope. Uh, you basically hear the spectre speaking Raoul's, the end of Raoul's notes and almost laughing and chuckling to himself, read out the PS. You hear... A quiet, muffled talk. Um, it's very muffled. It's not quite coherent to you. You don't understand the words. But you see the spectre hold the paper in front of him. You see the spectre technically, I guess, looking down at it. Um, and you see the ink being ranged into two words and a heart. Uh, essentially, it's the spectre who reached across the void to speak to Ama. Ama had no contact with this note. Did the voice that he was speaking to sound like Ama? Yes. It would be in Draconic. But it sounded like her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, you're sharing this vision, right? We said you do that, right? Oh, Mental Link. Nope. You don't mental Link's gone. You can't show anymore. Yeah. It's in Draconic, so you wouldn't be able to understand, but it does sound very much like Ama. Okay. So Balance comes out of the trance and looks at Raw and says, huh. Well, that was interesting. You had written a note to her. Raw nods. Well, she definitely got the message. Um, she didn't handwrite this, though, but 
it sounded like she dictated it. I couldn't quite understand the words, though. It was all, I think, in draconic, it sounded like, based on what little you've said. Well, in either case, my curiosity is sated in that matter. And he passes the note back to Raw. Raw tucks it back away. Uh, I didn't see much there uh, outside of a lot of death. But uh, whatever you want to know, I, I, I mean, I'll try to figure out. So It's a bit hard for me to ask the right questions because I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking for. What was a, a typical day like living there? Uh, like I said, a lot of time at, at the hospital. Um, little out, outside time, but some. Um, mostly I did not like to be outside so much. Pretty typical. We were surrounded by dangerous woods, so... It wasn't safe to venture very far from Amoruna. What was in the woods that made it so dangerous? There was uh, basically tales of the little creatures, the little woodland creatures that uh, lived there. Um, that they would, when they died, um, if they weren't properly destroyed, that another creature would come along and basically co-opt them into its cohesive hole. Um, basically stitching parts of these creatures together and when it got too big it would then separate and start the process again um, there were these swarms that would go around and quite often the older dragonborn would go and start clearing them um, it was kind of like a pest problem that helped the dragonborn prove themselves become adults that kind of thing um, uh, basically younglings as you were at the time oh boy you do not want to go in the woods uh, this is not a this is not a good thing so you're running into the woods when you're a young child was like oh no <laughs> well he's dead that's basically the horrific stuff that would be living in the woods. Okay, I relay all of that. That horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> hmm. Was that something that occurred often? Those creatures being spotted or seen? They were enough of a problem to be considered pests. And killed frequently by the uh, stronger adults and those who are trying to prove themselves dangerous for children. Anyone, really. But we were safe enough in, in the school. Your scales, the colorings of them, is there any, I guess, meaning or purpose behind them? Like some of you are base colors versus like Ama being a metallic uh, color. Yeah, Rawl goes through all of the different colors and lists out which breath weapon type each of them have. Um, I'm not going to do that because it's mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, no differences. Um I haven't seen any actual dragons or anything to uh, help you out with that. But. Uh, but are there dragons in your country? Like, even if you 
haven't seen them. How do you pronounce this name, V? Starts with a W? Ruanra. I will put it in chat for you. Oh, okay. Warunwa. Warunwa? What is it? Yep. V, why would you name it? It's a mouthful. Yep. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't I? Like, not everything is, name. like, basic... Yeah, but not everything's, like, a Western-style name, is it? Like, all everything, all the all the names in here are basically based roughly on Latin. Everything over in, like, Kino is based in Greek. Like, this is based in a, a different different set of language because I don't want everything to sound the same. Hmm. Uh, Raw gives you a look uh, like he's surprised that you're questioning whether dragons exist. And... Uh, he says, um, I know of one. Uh, we're in that. Is, uh, he's still there, I think. Um, is the great, great, great something other great grandson of, uh, Daimerius, um, the dragon Daimerius. Not all would have taken place within the span of a few thousand years. I can't understand what this purpose would be for your race, or how it fits into the greater picture. Raul just kind of shrugs. I never, never thought there was anything else. Greater purpose to me meant, you know, learning to use a sword and protecting the city. That's what it meant to me. I once that was gone, I don't know. I just ignored greater purpose. Did the pests that were in the forest ever come into the villages and city and attack? Were they ever aggressive like that? Uh, they could, but they weren't known to just recklessly do that. No. So, what would be such a th- Threat that it would be needed for there to be a larger armed force. I don't know. What I'm trying to say balances. I don't know if this is anything because my kind. I did not know that balance. When can you can you do a vision? I've got enough for one. I'll show you if you want. The you asked a while back about the water. The journey. That was my first time out of Amoruna. I did not think that we were going to find another land. I didn't think there was one. This was a rumor. We did not know of you with no scales and tails and all of this. This was a shock. I don't think they're very big picture. I don't they I think they're very local thinking balance. I don't think I don't know. I don't know much. I, I can try to ask, but I don't know. If you want to show me, that's fine. There are a lot of questions that are still unanswered. And Balance will uh, go sit next to Rawl and put a hand on his shoulder. Uh, when we do visions, can I control them and like fast forward and show him like a like sequence more so than like necessarily just a 
asked A to B, can I show him like skipping ahead? Yeah, I, I can I, I like narrate that, him through. I think because I think because you guys have done this often enough that you guys can kind of like fudge it enough to make that work. Okay. So where do you want to guide this vision? Um, Rawls going to show him everything from. We don't have to really do it because he's basically going to show him the majority of what happened. He shows you leaving the island. Um, he's really, uh, really scared. He's not confident. He, he, you hear him like think to himself that he shouldn't be doing this, that he should tell her to go back and that like, you know, she can't, she shouldn't do this. Um, but he keeps quiet and follows along, uh, because he thinks he'll die if he goes back and they get on that small little boat. Um, you see a, uh, a moment where, they're in the middle of the ocean and a big whale comes up and Rawl's very scared. And then uh, Ama like convinces him it's okay. Um, and then like they touch it, they reach over the side of the boat and touch it. It's really sweet. And then Rawl like gets in the water with it and Ama flips her fucking shit. <laughs> Rawl, Rawl get back on the boat. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, there's, there's like fun little moments. Um, every now and then, but mostly just he skips forward to show you like the terrible, terrible, harsh trip here and almost dying and showing up to the uh, town, which you would know uh, now, or if you didn't know before, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it before, uh, Little May, which is the one that we were going to. That's where we landed. We left from Little Day and arrived at Little May, which is here um, where everyone was dead and he shows you where Ama finds that book because why would we not basically insert backstory number two here. gotcha backstory two plus couple yeah. cutesy scenes backstory two you plus whale which was adorable <laughs> <laughs> so balance after witnessing that kind of pulls back and I don't understand anything then. The the book that you got seems to tie everything together. But I don't... There's we're too many just, pieces missing. Raul just kind of sighs and hands the book to you and just says that I... If I knew more balance, I would maybe have more to piece together in this thing, but I, I'm confused too. I don't, I don't know what everyone's talking about with the importance and why it's coming up time and time. I don't know. I just have a book I can't read. I keep asking about it. It's not getting anywhere. What if... Hey, Jens? Yep? You know things about reading stuff, right? <laughs> I I do, in fact, in this incarnation, have the ability to read things. Yep, I can read that this is fire whiskey. It's not really it. I think it's just hot. Is it hot, Sultana? I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's delicious is what it is. Yep, and they clink bottles. <laughs> Oh I assume they're just on the bottles at this point. <laughs> well, um, 
Jens, if you wouldn't mind, um, I think I have an interesting read here. If you could uh, take a look for us. She leans over conspiratorially to Zoltana, but wait till I was like, I don't think I'm getting paid enough by the man. We need a union. What my words? Uh, she'll jump off the car. <laughs> there, uh, I think you're right. They're uh, trying to get you to do too much. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I'm being used for my... And she kind of like stumbles back from his abilities. She like grabs Altana, like reaches out to grab her because they are sitting on top of a caravan. Uh, she jumped off, but you basically grab her head, like <laughs> hold it solid. You understand the two of you are exceptionally loud. I can hear everything you're saying. Raw gives balance a look like she better not burn it. No, you can't balance. You just invade our minds with your... Illumina. Psychic <laughs> no, knowledge. I'm literally doing nothing. <laughs> He has his eyes everywhere. He's like... I mean, that's, that part's true. Um, dramatic, yeah. dramatic, very bad whispering. You know, he has like brain powers and he can see into your head. Zoltana, if we were anywhere else but in the middle of the forest, it would concern me that you just blabbed that while being drunk. <laughs> I have powers. Uh, Sir, so I am not drunk. I am wasted. Yep. So what Balance can I do for the man? Like up. I feel like she's just got her, she has her head still under Zoltana's hand, like she just like turned in place. Balance is gonna get up, walk over, hand the book to Jens while simultaneously taking his other hand and just kind of doing like a half slap on Zoltana's cheek and using the restore vigor <laughs> to her. <laughs> so you're making Zoltana less drunk. Yes. I'm spending okay. the fucking uh or restore health, excuse me. Okay, I'm yeah. spending the three side points and making Zoltana not completely shit-faced. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Um, Jens, Jens holds the book and like looks at you and is like, oh, you want me to read? I will... Th- yes. Please. I will throw in uh, money for the service. I appreciate it. That's... that's. Uh... The terms of payment are negotiable, though. What what's the terms of payment? The terms of payment are I will pay you when we're done with this whole trip. How much? To be negotiated. I feel like we should negotiate now. Well, initially it was seventy-five with the reading <laughs> and the information. I'll throw in another twenty-five. So how much is that? Ninety gold. Take a deception check at advantage. <laughs> Isn't it? Wait. I no. can't do math. <laughs> okay, see. <laughs> I was like, why isn't he lying to her? She's drunk. Do you know what? That comment alone means that Jen shouldn't, like, uh, like shouldn't notice. Um, I he's sober. That's amazing. All right. So on that spectacular roll of the... 21. Um, yeah, that's a 21 deception, by the way. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. She Look, accepts man, 90 gold. In the best, in the best of that's so good. She accepts the 90 gold. Uh, she kind of like shakes herself off and sits down. Um, and she sits cross-legged and she pulls back her hood and she kind of like sits just in front of the fire so she has some light. Um, and you see her begin to cast this spell. Um, I don't. You've seen people cast rituals before, mostly Demi, just speeding through them. This she takes her time through this spell. 
She casts the things correctly. She pulls whatever resources she needs from nearby to her grasses or um, gems or whatever out of her component pouch. And you see that on her wrist, there is a black feather that has been like wound into a, a bracelet. And as she begins to cast this, the feather comes out and just like kind of basically circles around her and just settles on top of the book and she begins to read. She stays that way for probably over an hour. I am going to make... Is there anything... As she's beginning to like open the page and she's beginning to read and she basically says... Now, some of this is written in a code or a shorthand. I... I, no, I can't read that, but I can read almost everything else. So is there anything you're looking for in particular? Because I've only got a very short amount of time and it's it's a little difficult to read right now. Um, Balance is going to point out what has been translated already and say, like, avoid that. Because we uh, the Draconic stuff, we already got translated between uh, Ama leaving notes and Rawl. Mm-hmm. Um, the Elvish stuff I already read. Mm-hmm. The Infernal stuff Kythea read. She um, read some of. Right. Uh, Kalimorn didn't give you anything in particularly useful that was written in Orcish. Uh, and Abyssal. And Abyssal, yeah. I don't think there was much in my Abyssal, if anything at all. Basically, all right. any of the pages that are like a giant question mark to us where we're like, we have no way of knowing any of it. I'm gonna say, um, we specify the purpose of the Dragonborn. Bit, okay. That that's what we're looking for, right? right. That's, that's uh, the predominant information that we're at the moment trying to figure out in this. Yes. All right. I'm going to make an investigation check uh, because there is a lot of information in this book. Um, Can I be aiding her? How? You can't read the book. By pointing out the things that she shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say you guys know so little inside this book. Like, it's really not much of a help. Um, That's fair. Oh, wait, I just rolled, and she has a really high investigation. Listen, I'm not good at a lot of things. What I am good at is knowing things. Uh, well, she got a 20. That's pretty mm. damn... Wait, like, dirty 20 here. No, not a dirty... Yeah, dirty 20, filthy 20. Okay. Um, it's not 20. I just, like, read the whole book to you, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, she opens the book. Um, I'm going to give you two of these. <laughs> two things. I'm going to give you two things. Okay, so the first part is called The Dragon Demarius. And she says, she reads aloud from the book, which she should never do. When our people were made, Demarius was the strongest, brightest dragon in the skies. She fought against her mother and sisters when her mother, Ice Current the Ice Mother, tried to make herself immortal. Demarius went on to help destroy her mother, working with the other races to contain and destroy the other dragons and her mother. Although they managed to take the threat down, she was concerned about the methods that some of the shorter-lived races had employed. Demarius had heard of a powerful creature, whom could be countered by virtually nothing. This light burner. They raised the dead. They utilised their bodies like it was nothing, like there was no regard for the body or the soul. She could sense a dark presence around this one in particular. But there was a second one, who employed a strange new magic that helped him to compel creatures, even dragons, to his whim. 
but this wasn't the one she was concerned most about. She created the children, the children of blood. She feared the dangers that the gods had placed the future of the world that she loved in and had turned against her own kind for. Our great golden dragon made an agreement with a dark Sylvanus, god of wild nature. From every drop of her blood, a dragonborn was created and rushed to sentience. They would act as the counterpoint to Shade Slayer and Lightburner, to take them down when the apocalypse came and they were being reborn. Damarius hoped that their day would never come, but she couldn't leave this world without a way in which to save it. She poured her lifeblood into a northernmost island, relocating the fray creatures. Her tears of pride at what her children had borne, or blood had become, had created the kobolds that now serve them. Her children became strong, proud, intelligent. They studied and trained. We became strong, proud, intelligent. We study and train. Our way is simple. If Shade Slayer and Lightburner help in destroying this world rather than saving it, we will end them both first. That's the two bits I'm going to give you. Balance the whole time that this is being read aloud is doing like a mental like, hey, hey, Marnak, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, that's me. You're you're in this book. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> Please don't put that in. Um, you can probably register and feel his shock. Uh, Jens closes the book and looks up at you and says... This this book has a lot of languages in here. I, I I can't even name what some of these languages are. I recognize the ones I know, like celestial and common and elven and dwarven and infernal and dwarvish and stuff. But there are other things here. Uh, there's there's common and undercommon and sylvan and goblin and there's some other runes I don't recognize. There's there's a lot in here. This this will take a really long time to decipher. Some of it's written in code, like handwritten drawing. Oh, she kind of closes the book and puts it down in front of her. I appreciate the effort. If we have time tomorrow night, if you could perform that again. I I can try. Sure. I mean, I like reading. Reading is reading is fundamental. And I like you reading that book to me. Oh, I have another book in here I can read to you. And she like searches through her bag and you're clinking of bowls and No, no, I, I like that book. <laughs> but this is really good. This book is called The Real You Living Multiple Lives. Mm. It's it's a deeply profound book. You know, funny funny thing, I'm already living multiple lives, I feel like. Um We'll discuss tomorrow night, uh Perhaps another excerpt being read from that book. <laughs> Balance's eyes are like <laughs> practically rolling into his head. Okay. I think uh, I'm going to go lay down. And then Balance just like collapses against the cart. <laughs> uh, Jens walks over to Ral and hands him back the book. Are you okay? Royal wipes a little bit of blood from his nose. He still has kind of this open mouth shocked kind of expression on and just kind of snaps out of it and looks up at her. 
yeah. Um, thanks. And reaches out for the book and carefully puts it away. <laughs> well, if you, you need anything. She taps her bag and you hear the clinking of bottles. Uh, Raw kind of rolls his eyes and gives her a friendly <laughs> nod. Um, still kind of too weirded out to make sentences happen. Uh-huh. She, <laughs> she figures as of, much. She may just kind of spacing out. And, uh, she she in has that disbelief. drunken insight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, night comes to Sultana. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make a wisdom save? No, I don't. Okay. Not particularly. From the moment you begin to dream, your dream is being guided. You find yourself in a... Just having cleared some, like a a small corpse of trees. And as you look over to your right, you can see that there is kind of... almost like a, a clear section of reeds and, and uh, swampy area. It's kind of where like the water would be rushing itself. It's flooded the area around it, but this is like the main thoroughfare. there. And as you look over there, you can see that it forks. Um, you can see that there is an old bridge that goes over this fork. Um, and standing on the bridge is Odette. Um, and as she waves at you, you just like you would do in a dream, just take a step forward. And rather than being like hundreds of feet away, you're now just like standing in front of her. Um, and you can see further down this river now, but it's not clear. It's really, really hazy. Um, it's it's kind of like a foggy-ish area. You can't see much. You can't see very far, but you can see that the river runs in that fork. And as you look at it, um, Odette says, left. Benno's left. Like he's gone or like he's to the left of the river? He's. She puts her arms around your head, like kisses the top of your head. She says, He's left. He's down this left fork. Please help him. He's in so much trouble. Yeah, of course. Of course I'll help him. She, uh, she looks down at you and smiles and uh, she kisses you and takes a step back. And as she takes a step back, You can see a pair of arms reaching around her and grabbing her tightly. You can see the Sandman kind of leaning and leering over the top of her. You can see Odessa's beginning to struggle. And the Sandman smiles at you. Fuck you! Where's where's my sword? As you kind of shout this out, you sit bolt upright in bed and just like reach for Kalinmorn, who almost seems to almost jump into your hands. Um, and that's your dream for the night. Sorry. Oh boy. God damn you. Sorry. Damn you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you though? We got to introduce balance to the NPC Sega so that he can learn how to dream cast. Sega. Oh my God, Neil. <laughs> Beautiful. That's Get appreciated. Out. That's so good. <laughs> That's Love it. so good. Um, hey guys, we're looking for a new editor. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's dead now. Oh god. <laughs> Stop. Um. Yeah. That's that's essentially your dream. Um. Raoul. 
Mm-hmm. When you go to bed, when you put like the book back in the bag and you go and settle down, where where are you sleeping tonight? Are you sleeping in the RC? You're going to sleep on Francis. Who's in the RC bed? right now? Uh, Jens and I don't know where Zoltana is sleeping. Same place I always sleep. Outside with the dog. Um, sorry, the wolf. Uh, yeah, so it's just Jens inside the RC. I yeah. think if is anyone like sitting on the the bench up front behind the horses because I'll lay there. I'm, I'm gonna say you you can t- you can take that. Um, I love how the fact you guys want to get yourself a decent RC and no one's sleeping in it. Um, <laughs> That's not true. The NPCs are sleeping in it. That's true. I mean, one of them sleeps at night. One of them sleeps Rob at day. Wants but to, yeah, Rob sure. wants to be an eyesight of all of his actual friends. It's not that he doesn't trust Aww. the. I other don't people, sleep, but he doesn't trust. You them meditate to, like, and you have four hours of downtime. Next so yes, to you them. Sleep. Yeah, um, that's a big trust. He has trust issues. This is raw. We're talking mm. about. Okay, the four, the three of you are out tonight. Um, the rain—it's not rain. That's really mis misinterpreting what this is. Because uh, you guys are at the edge of this swamp now, like the the air is really heavy with with like dampness. It's really humid. Um, it's that kind of dampness that you know. Should it get much colder, you're going to end up with like a thin sheen of like water on you. Um, it's 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 going to be unpleasant soon. Um, yeah, you can you can sleep there. That's absolutely fine. Um, as you go into your bag, however, you notice that the note you had, the note from Ama, has changed. Um, there are some different words on there now. Ooh, ooh, you know, just a typical day communing with death. Yeah, yeah. Um, as one does, <laughs> as as we do. Because we're fucking weirdos. As you look at this note, you see the words shifting and changing, like kind of like like kind of like weird smoke effect is happening on the on the ink, and it changes into a different set of words. The heart changes. The uh, the help Bogram has changed, and there is now four words, and they say "fire from the shadows" in Draconic. I need to know. This is written in Draconics, written in Ama's handwriting-ish. Um, are you reading this out loud? Or are you just reading this? Uh, hmm. How out loud would it need to be? Uh, well, some people when they when they when they read, they uh, they mouth the words and just like whisper quietly under their breath. Especially people who are new to reading. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna like announce this to anyone, but he would. Yeah, he says it out loud under his breath, kind of curiously. Yeah, he'll do that. I didn't want to okay. announce it, but he'll do no, that. that's fine. It's just that I wanted to check because I know that Raoul is is uh, like a uh, common is new. Well, right, correction. Like mm. all this stuff is kind of new to him. Right. Um, some people like mutter under the breath when they read. That's basically what I was checking. Um, as you begin to mutter this, uh, the paper sets a flame. In an instant, it's on fire and then it's out. It's gone. And your hands feel very different. They feel warm as if you've like, as if you just reached out and touched Ama in her sleep. Like it's that kind of like, it's that warmth. Mm-hmm. And that feeling just like spreads along your arms and up to your chest. And then the feeling just as quickly as it came passes. Hmm. I guess visually, Raw just looks like he has a little moment to himself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't think there's anything in there that I need to announce to the world, is there? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. No, um, yeah. This, don't judge it's me. not like you suddenly <laughs> lost all your flesh and turned into a walking version of the Spectre on, on Bicron. Um, uh, no, it's nothing like that you need to announce to the world. It's just you had a strange moment with the note. So it was fire, you said fire from the shadows? Yes. Okay. There you go. That was that was your note, my dude. Okay. That was your note, my dude. Okay. Is there anything else I need to do to you guys at night? Uh, <laughs> I, I hope need not. to make thingy make a perception roll. He's good. Basically, uh, I was just checking to see whether Homer spotted the thing coming, and he did, and basically chased it out. Like it's it was a small thing; it would just be a nuisance, but that's all fine. I have nothing to do to you. Are you are you doing a thing? I mean, I would be questioning Marnak about who this light burner is, if he has any idea. Sure, go for it. Or if he even knows who Demarius is, since Demarius seems to know him. Yeah, you can ask. Go for it. Marnak, before I try to meditate, do you know each other? Like, is there like a triangle here of... Like, are, are each of you pointing a weapon at each other, and if one of you moves, the other... Is, is that what's happening here? I... I was aware that there were dragons that were fighting each other. I didn't know that they had survived. I didn't even know their names. As for Lightburner... She and I have met. She and I were... That's not technically true. She and I were good friends for a while. But her methods were disturbing. I didn't agree with them. The fact that she's mentioned in this book also gives me pause to wonder. You think she's still alive? If this day Marius was worried about me and knew that the gods had torn me apart, perhaps the same has happened to her. So you think that there might be another group out there somewhere trying to reassemble her? Marnak looks as if he's trying to think about his phrasing. hes You get the feeling that he's a little uncomfortable with how he wants to answer this. He doesn't know how to phrase what he wants to say. You can speak your heart, friend. We're in too deep now for me to back out. And I don't think I would want to. I know that Lightburner is made whole already. Oh. Is there another name that she goes by? Have we encountered her and you didn't say anything? If we had encountered her, I would have said something for sure. She would have sensed my presence also. Oh, good. She had many names, many nicknames, her... I never really knew her as anything other than Lightburner. She's she's been known as Deathwalker. 
She's been known as Slayer Maid of Light. I just knew her really as Lightburner. I I don't really know what else to tell you. Do you know what race she is? She was a gnome. What she is now, I cannot tell you. I don't even know if I am going to come back as I am. I don't know how this works. We try not to keep contact. I don't like her very much. So she's going to be somehow involved in all this, I'm sure, then. I would not be surprised. If that's the case, then, seems like there's a balance to all things here. And it's become a question of who's going to disrupt it first. I would understand why a being as powerful as Daemaris would want there to be checks and balances against her and I. She is dangerous, and so was I. She could be very easily swayed to chaos. She didn't have the whole psychic thing going, right? Just this, it sounds like necromancy was more her. <laughs> yes, necromancy. Okay, that's fine. I'm not nearly as concerned the undead are stupid and slow. There are many. There are. But we have an army. We do. If needed. We shall see. Well, if there's anything else you think of that may be prevalent to the current situation, let me know. Because it sounds like a lot of things that people know and just seem to forget to mention are suddenly becoming very relevant. I didn't know she'd become a real threat. But obviously Daemaris considers her one. And you. Balance goes smirks. Well, yes. I mean, I can set people on fire with just my thoughts, so. (laughs) Speaking of which, you and I are going to have a conversation about that at some point. You're going to have to teach me that one. (laughs) I'll consider it. Perhaps when I'm back in my own body. Her body. I don't know. I think I might need that kind of ability sooner than later. (laughs) If you need it, I'll use it. Well, uh, maybe I'll just start experimenting. Who knows? It's the best way to learn. It's worked out so far. Good night, Palace. Good night. And with that, y'all can... Go to sleep, and you guys can wake up refreshed, happy, cheers, with a song in your hearts as you reach level eight. (gasps) Hey, Zaltana here. Uh, Wow, that was quite an episode. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're subscribing to podcasts. Uh... Please rate and review us as well. It really helps with our visibility. If you want to support the podcast, we also have a Patreon. Uh, There are a lot of different great tiers of support rewards. For instance, 
getting to throw names into an NPC pool or getting thanked at the end of an episode. So definitely check that out. And uh, our website is theluckydie.com. Follow us on Twitter at TLDPad. And yeah, thanks as ever for your support. Now, I probably should go because uh, Inverna's starting to get real loud in my head again. And I think I need to take a nap or something because I'm getting a splitting headache. You're welcome, Balance. You're freaking welcome. All right. Peace. Hello, listeners. My name is Scott, and I'm the host and DM for Seasons of Skyrend, a custom D&D actual play podcast. We focus on the stories of our characters as they face difficult choices and uncover the secrets of a world where rulers and gods exercise their will as they see fit. Join us and follow our stories every week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. We're also on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. That's Skyrend, S-K-Y-R-E-N-D. And with that, we'll bring this promo to a close. But the story will always continue. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.